Okay, hey you guys, welcome to Gather and Glean. Um, I'm really, really excited about today's episode. Um, I had the opportunity to interview Dina. She's a friend of mine and just a someone who's been an amazing mentor and someone who's just prayed for me and over me and just was a super huge encouragement for me while I was waiting. And so I was just hoping that I could um, share her with you guys and that she might be a blessing for you as well. Um, it's just a really real raw fun conversation that I am having with her and you know I just I hope that you guys are blessed by it. Let's get right into it. Okay, here we go. Thank you for doing this with me, Dina. Um, we are here with Dina right now. She is a mom and wife, and we're just I'm just excited to um, get a do a little interview with you. Um, first of all, I'm just gonna ask you a couple questions to kind of ease into it. Okay, sounds great. <laughs> are you a morning or night person? Definitely neither. <laughs> I am probably more, a little bit later morning person. <laughs> so like you stay up later at night or you? No, we're in bed by around 9 o'clock at night. <laughs> uh, like I get up at, into yes. <laughs> well, it's 6.37. That's okay. good. Yeah. yeah. So, so you like your sleep. Yes, I do. I like my sleep too. Yes. Lately, Abigail has been waking up at 4.45. That's the time that she, well, last week. Oh <laughs> she was like waking up that early and that was our wake time for the day. But yes. today she slept until almost seven, which was awesome. Fabulous. Yes. <laughs> okay, what color is your toothbrush? My toothbrush is white and a little bit of green. Oh. Yeah. It says a lot about a person. Mm, it's the only electric toothbrush I could find. <laughs> yeah. You know, I always complain that they don't have like cute pink color toothbrushes. Yeah, no. They're always like a weird. It really is. It's true. Especially the electric ones. <laughs> you can't find a cute one. Come on. We should go into business and we, we would make, make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Adult fun toothbrushes. Yes. That would be awesome. Come on. Um, okay. What is your favorite thing about your husband? Oh, I know that's kind of hard. That's such a huge um, you can list of you. <laughs> like anything? Like spiritually, physically, yeah. anything? Oh. <laughs> Um, I love that he stays active and active in the Lord and active physically and encourages all of us to do the same. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. Cause it's hard to stay active. I feel like <laughs> so for your husband to like mm-hmm. motivate you and that that's exactly. Good. <laughs> yes. Very much so. <laughs> and he pushes you he, sometimes. He does. And I'm thankful, even though sometimes I'm frustrated with that. <laughs> You I bribed you one time, right? Yeah. And you, like, got a bunch of clothes and stuff? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, after I had the baby, um, he bought all these new clothes. And he's like, if you get back in shape in the right, I mean, in a right way. He did yeah. It, not in a bad way. But, like, he said, if you, you know, there's all your clothes that you can fit into. It sure did work. And didn't, <laughs> didn't he, like, you um, were training for, like, a big hike or something? Or, mm-hmm. like, a long, long hike? Did you guys we ever did. do that? We did as a family. Oh. We did a backpacking in. Um, it ended up being 10 miles. And my kids did it um, into Catalina. 
and then we camped wow. in there. It was like this seclusion little cove. It was did awesome. you see any of those weird animals that are We there? did see, and the buffalo was just roaming buffalo. all around our campsite. Oh. It was kind are they of dangerous? scary. Mm, yeah, yeah, you don't, you don't approach them. <laughs> Jay approached them, and the guy, the, the buffalo cool. said, don't do that. <laughs> we were like, don't. But, um, yeah, it was really, it was really awesome. That so, is super yes, cool. He, he definitely pushes me. Okay, so can you tell me a story of a time when your husband embarrassed you in public, whether, you know, it was before or during marriage? <laughs> okay yes this would be before marriage and actually we were not even dating we were friends mm-hmm. and we were all out and Jay was one that likes to get the attention of the waiters or the waitresses and we were all there in a group and he was being a little bit obnoxious and singing in the middle of BJ's restaurant and to the point where I was like so embarrassed that I actually left <laughs> <laughs> Were you interested that, in him at this no, time? No, I was not interested <laughs> in him at that time. And that's honestly not who he even is anymore, but that's yeah. who he was then. Yeah, but yes, not I left. <laughs> I was embarrassed. I can never imagine him doing that. Uh-huh. He, he, yeah. Okay, in my mind, I was thinking of, like, the time that you told me you were embarrassed. And I don't know if Jay was involved in this, but you were, like, in a, like, high school boys would, like, pretend to propose to you. Oh. Was Jay? No, Jay actually... Um, Okay, so ever since I started, I don't even know who started this a long time ago with Student Adventure. Some of the boys started doing the proposals to me, like went like in these crazy places. Um, you know, one of them, I, he's gonna be like, yes, did it in Red Square, like in Moscow, like, and oh then God. one of them, the last one, we were flying to Colorado for a cast or for a Student Adventure trip, and he proposed over the loudspeaker in the plane. <laughs> and Jay was there, and Jay finally went up to him and said, "This is the end because you're ruining the excitement oh. of the real proposal. You need to stop." And, and were we were we were just friends oh at the time, gosh. but he was like, "No more. This is not okay anymore." Did and he so they all like stopped. You, you think at that? I point? don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but he was like, "Not gonna happen anymore." That's and so, so awesome. yeah. So after that. It stopped. <laughs> That's so cool. I like yeah. love that. Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Okay. Um, so when did you meet your husband? Um and like a little bit, a little we, bit about your story. Student Venture had a group, uh, a college group called um the Fold and um Sabo Cortez was the one who was leading it for many years and prayed that I would come and help um mentor or you know be there with the college students and I always was like nope high school kids are where I'm at I don't want to do that with the college students and then the Lord just finally just got a hold of me and said no I need you over there and so I did and when I went over there um Jay had just come um and he was helping do worship on the worship team so he had just gotten involved. So I met him there and then kind of met him a little bit more. A couple of weeks after that, we went on a whitewater rafting trip and I got put in his raft. And <laughs> oh my gosh, it was very. He is so intense. Oh, and everybody was against, like, because he was attacking all the other rafts. So all the rafts were attacking us. And I'm like, uh, how did I get in this raft? <laughs> I was like soaking wet all the time. We were almost turned over so many times. I'm like, why me in this raft? So that was my first, like, real experience, which <laughs> I should have ran, right? right, right there. Yeah. <laughs> um, kind of but, a foreshadow of... Uh-huh, pretty much how my life will be. It's an endless adventure. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Never boring. And so. so, like, a little bit about your story, like, 
couple highlights of okay um we were you know we were both on leadership and at the fold and um I was discipling girls at the time and very much into ministry and things like that and he was living his own thing and just you know worship and he was I believe he was a pilot at the time and would fly here and there and um I was praying for him with some other girls and and then praying for some other other guys and but we were never really good friends like we just didn't really hang out and some things happened and um at one point I felt like the Lord strongly gave me um first Corinthians 13 for him to pray over what unconditional love looked like and in the middle of all of that praying I felt like the Lord was saying I'm changing your heart to, to show you what unconditional love looks like. I was like, oh, no. Um, but and during that time, it was friendship between the two of us. And then as I started praying and watching God change, Jay, my heart started changing. But I did not want to be just one of those girls that fall deeply in love with Jay and then just psh, whatever, you because know. Because he was like a lady. Yeah, guy. he was. And so I was like, this is not who God has for me I don't want to do this like this is not where I'm supposed to be so um we went you know we were just good friends and I he went on missions trips with me and we did certain ministries together and um, I continue to watch God change his heart but um as he was changing his heart God started changing my heart and I fought the Lord on it for quite a while for quite a while and then um and then the Lord just started showing me, you know, this is, I feel like this is who you're going to be with. And, um, Jay wasn't on the same page for a long time, for a while. And he dated other girls and I had to just be able to be patient and loving and still be who God had called me to be to him. Mm -hmm. Um, and work through all of that stuff in my own heart. And then, um, and then God changed Jay's heart and kind of had to push him (laughs) in that direction, (laughs) like a little push, (laughs) Um, but after that, like, you know, it's just been amazing. So that's so cool. Um, so, and then how long did you wait for him then? Cause you, well, I mean, it was back and forth of me really just fighting my emotions and waiting for the Lord and not knowing, is this the person I mean, I might have feelings, but it not might be the person that God has for me. So mm-hmm. what am I, what, what do you, what am I doing in this? <laughs> um, but still remaining friends and still, um, and he never, never crossed the line of like what friendship would be, you know, I mean, he, he was a friend mm-hmm. and so, um, still wondering what God was doing. And so in that time of just going back and forth, I would say probably around three years Mm -hmm. of going through the emotions and now before then we were friends but just praying for him and stuff like that so it was a long process did you um have any experiences where you had feelings for a person and like almost felt that maybe it could be who God had for you and then it was not yes okay I want to ask that because I believe there's going to be a lot of girls who have that where they have feelings for a person and then they think that maybe but just because you like a person and because they're a Christian doesn't necessarily mean that they're the person correct for you. correct and that did happen a couple of times where I had strong feelings there and I was also praying for them as well and mm-hmm. watching God change 
um, watching God change them. And I remember that the, the exact time, even with one of them where the Lord told me, you know, I really felt so strongly the Lord said, if this person is going to marry someone else, are you still going to remain and love this person um, supernaturally until I say, let it go? Wow. And um, I was, I remember being in a position of just crying and just saying, no, I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> um, but being willing to be whatever you, whatever you think needs to happen, Lord, you know, and so it, I remained in it for a little bit, and then it was very obvious that that's not where God had me to be, and um, and then things, you know, happened, and and then um, and then actually another person came in my life, and the same thing, and I had other people praying, and we were praying through things together, and it was just very obvious there towards the end that that's not what God had, mm-hmm. and I had to step away from it, and it's very difficult to juggle and understand your emotions, <laughs> and and hearing from the Lord. You know, because your emotions get so caught up in it. And I had so many people, even with Jay, they were so worried about me and saying, is this what, are you sure this is not just your own emotions and Mm -hmm. this is where God has you? And, And it's weeding through your own emotions and having other people interceding and praying for you that know you and knowing that if I walked away from this, I would feel disobedient to the Lord and more, um, my heart would be wrenched even more than if I remained in it mm-hmm. and still nothing happened. And I, I constantly with all three of those men had to be like open hands. If you're willing to take it and you need to take it, take it because I would rather be single for the rest of my life than be in disobedience. Yeah, You know, that's constantly that's... how I had to have my mindset. Mm-hmm. I would rather be single for the rest of my life than live in disobedience because that is not where I want to be. Right. And I'm miserable. That's amazing. So, that is such a good heart to have. For anybody. Um, okay. Is it possible? Okay, this is a question that somebody asked. Is it possible to have a desire for marriage and marriage not be God's will for your life? Um, I believe, I mean, I've seen that happen. I've seen people have a desire for marriage and yet um, the Lord not bring it f- and still hasn't brought it. And mm-hmm. um, honestly, I feel like the Lord's heart for us all is to be more like him and more holy and um, represent who he is and share that with others. And if making us more holy in some instances and is withholding that marriage, um and sharpening us in other ways than if that's the way he chooses to do it. And you don't see that very often. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen a lot of people that, that have had a desire to get married, honestly get married in their late 40s or 50s yeah. too. God brings finally, you know, answers that prayer and and they get married later in life and be able to enjoy that part of life as well. Yeah. So, I, I mean... You don't, I don't, you don't see it very often. Yeah. You don't see it very often. Um, what, okay, so here's another one that somebody asked. What are some things that can help me have joy and rejoice in my singleness? Hmm. 
You know, one of the things, I, each person is created differently. Each person has desires put in their hearts and gifts and um, services and everything like that differently. For me personally, what I loved, what gave me joy was serving others and working mm-hmm. with high school students. And so ask the Lord to show you, besides being a mom, besides being a wife, who are you and what are you called to do for him? Mm-hmm. And filling your life full of service and spending that time with the Lord and that intimacy there and really um, taking advantage of that time that you have to grow and build the foundation for when God brings that person for you and when God brings in kids that you have those scriptures memorized because once you get married and have kids, you have like seconds <laughs> with the Lord instead of hours, you know? And so to be able to have that foundation of knowing his word and knowing the scriptures and everything else that you can recite and that you can just, that it's a part of who you are, um, is so important. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then giving, just finding ways to serve. Who, who are you? What do you love doing? What do you love being a part of and filling your life with doing that while you are single Mm -hmm. and becoming, learn how to become good friends with guys, like good friends, like just like not expecting anything in return. Um, loving them supernaturally, loving them the way Christ is, has given us the First Corinthians thirteen, not just guys but girls as well, mm-hmm. both both of them, and learning how to do that it just sets you up for success later. Yeah, that's good. I know for me, <clears throat> I was just like graduating high school, and I remember I was like hung up on this guy that I just couldn't shake my feelings for him and I knew that he wasn't who God had for me and you were the one who gave me the advice that I should start pouring into younger um girls like we Mm. like prayed about it and like I (laughs) I was at your house and then like the same night I went over to the youth pastor's house like down the street from you I was like hey (laughs) are you guys home and I went there and I was like I want to serve mm-hmm. with the junior hires and I want to do a girl's Bible study. <laughs> and um, it's amazing how God like helped me through those feelings that I had for this mm-hmm. guy who was not the one he had for me. And then it was while I was serving that I met my husband. Mm-hmm. And so, so cool. I mean, that doesn't happen for everybody, right. but that's how the Lord did it for me. And like serving and filling my time with like putting God first and putting others first, it really helps to like work through that. I don't know. It helped. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously like waiting was still hard, but because wanting that relationship and stuff, like the idea of the relationship um, was something that I always wanted. But um, my time was spent like serving others and it, it was a real help. So that is really good advice, I think. Mm-hmm. Um do you have any advice for when the loneliness feels too hard to bear? Hmm. Um, be honest with the Lord on it. And I remember at it took a while for me to be at a spot where it was so lonely that it hurt. I think my hitting point was 30 years old and when I was still single and it was like, I'm still single. I'm 30. This is not what I ever planned. And I remember laying on my bed and just sobbing and being like, this is not what I have had in my head. This is not what I, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to have to raise support on my own anymore. I don't want to have to pay my bills anymore by myself. Like I don't want to do any of this stuff anymore. Mm -hmm. And I remember calling my dad 
and you know, my dad has always been one that shares truth and biblical advice. And it was, it was, it was so cool because I feel like he totally represented God to me in that moment. And he didn't have any advice to give me. He just said, this stinks. Mm -hmm. And, um, and he just let me cry. And, um, and I felt like it was such a representation of where God wants to meet us, that he wants us to just be real with him at that point. Mm -hmm. And, um, he wants to cry with us. He wants to let us cry. And then he wants to give us his love Mm -hmm. and fill that emptiness. And he met me where I was at right there after I had let it all out. And he's like, get up and let's move one step at a time from there. And it wasn't, honestly, it was after that moment where the Lord started bringing me into a friendship with Jay, Mm -hmm. which I didn't know what was going on. And it was rough and it was frustrating at times, but he started entering me into that season. Um, But... I just had to be honest with him. And I think when you're at that point, you just stop trying to stuff it or coming out in different ways, you know, let him know how you feel and he will meet you where you're at. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, next question. How can you, how can someone safely get to know a potential spouse to see if they want to marry them? Um, in other words, I, I, be just friends and hanging out as friends and groups and getting to know them, um, setting up boundaries. There was no, with Jay and I, there was no physicalness. I didn't, um, I did not want to have to deal with having to set those boundaries and then not cross those boundaries because we have put any physicalness into our relationship at all. So for me, it was easier just to not let, let it be brought in. Yeah. Um, then you're really getting to know that person and you don't have to get all caught up in, um, I can't go there. Or we've already done this. I can't go further or whatever. And it just be a part of things that you're constantly having to think about. So not bringing in that physical was something that was important to me. Not everybody has that standard, but that was something that was important to me. And then also just being friends. We went on missions trips together. We did, I mean, I I saw the good, the bad, and the ugly. I saw, and he saw the good, bad, and ugly with me mm-hmm. too. You know, we were absolutely ripped to our core with in certain mission trip situations where, I mean, physically, emotionally, spiritually, we were exhausted and we saw how each other reacted in those situations. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, were able to hang out in groups together. I, you know, I got to know his family. He got to know mine. We just did the, I observed, I watched, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I talked a lot to the Lord too and said, these are the things that are important to me that you've placed in my heart. And these are the things that I've seen in Jay and these are the things I would love to have changed and I watched and I watched not I didn't verbalize it to him but I watched God verbalize it to him and him change in certain things too and so um I just be friends yeah. you know be friends and watch and observe and get to know and you can see and observe a lot just by being friends yeah in a safe environment you know um 
a lot of the in-depthness can come once you feel like this is who God has for me, you know, or I want to start dating this person or, you know, then those things can come later in different steps. But before you can learn a lot about a person in a lot of different scenarios. And so like kind of, um, this question kind of goes with that as well. Like for me, I was friends with Jacob for a long, long time. And it was about like three years that I was waiting for him. And, um, when you're like the girl, it's like a little bit different. Like when, when you like somebody, should you somehow let them know or like flirting or do you just wait on the Lord and you wait for them to take that first step? Like, what is your, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I feel every person is different. Every situation is different. Every man is different. (laughs) Um, So to answer that in like generic terms, like, I mean, as a woman, the Lord, if you're following after him and you're, has a, you have a desire for a man that's following after him. God will change his heart. You know, God will move on his heart if that is where you're supposed to be. But sometimes part of moving on his heart is God asking you to say something. I've seen it several times, but I haven't seen it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But it's not happening all the time. And again, once again, desiring, (laughs) weeding through our own emotions and our desires. And do you know, I mean, there are so many times when I wanted to say something Mm -hmm. to Jay. And the Lord just stopped me, you know? And there were things, times where I wrote him letters of who he was in the Lord, but I was not allowed to tell him any of how I felt. But there was a time at the very, towards the very end, that I sat down and said, I need to know how you feel about me because Mm -hmm. this has gone on long enough. There was a time that I had to sit him down from the Lord. I knew it was, this is, this is it. You know, how do you feel? And, um, and move on from there yeah so I know for me like a little encouragement for anybody who is like waiting I I never said anything to Jacob like Mm. ever and it was like three years and I was like am I supposed to like flirt with him am I supposed (laughs) to like show him that I'm interested but I didn't I was so like actually very closed off towards him Mm. um like he and he has said this too like the summer that he was starting to be interested in me, he would like try to engage in conversation and I would just like, (laughs) I would like shut it down. Like, and I didn't do that intentionally. I just, I feel like it was what the Lord must have just done. Like with my heart, like that's just how he had me reacting to him. I, I didn't want him to know I had feelings for him, but also like, I just, I don't know. The Lord just did it. And it was actually one of the things that Jacob was found like that he liked about me that mm. he's like this girl is not gonna let any guy just any guy like mm. have her heart <laughs> right so right. you never know like this exactly. is like however the lord is gonna do it with for you and right just because you don't put yourself out there doesn't mean that um mm. this person's not gonna like that it's nothing's gonna happen that the lord can't overcome that <laughs> it's so true and that's and honestly so the opposite in me I think my pride was like, my walls are going to be so high. And I've always said like, this guy who comes for me is going to have to jump those walls <laughs> and he's going to have to be like, this is from Jesus and like shatter those walls and then I'll let my heart in. And um, in this process with Jay, I felt like the Lord said, that is so prideful. 
<laughs> that is not who you mm-hmm. are to be. And I'm going to tear your walls down. And eventually you're going to have to be vulnerable and mm-hmm. ask him how he feels because that is what I need to do in you. It's so amazing how like the mm-hmm. Lord is going to work yep. in each of us. Each person. That's why I'm saying every situation is so different and it's so important to be sensitive to the Lord and really trust. And then know too, to some extent, and I had to keep saying with, with things with Jay, it's like, if my heart is to do what God wants and his heart is to do what God wants, even as humans, if we mess things up, it's still going to be what God has. <laughs> you know, I can't, I can't just be like, oh, if I do this, this is going to happen. Or if I do this and this is going to happen. Like I have to trust that he's still in charge. So, yeah. We're, we're running out of time just a little bit, so I'm just going to ask this last question. Okay. Um, was it worth the wait? Definitely worth the wait. <laughs> every, every, every bit worth the wait. Um, absolutely everything that I had on my list in ways that I didn't expect it to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, someone that can motivate me and he encourages me and he challenges me constantly um, we grow together, you know, raising kids together and watching them be world changers and mm-hmm. seeing what God's doing in and through them. And then watching the ministry that my husband has for men and making them into molding them into who God has called them to be. And I just, it, yeah, every, every bit <laughs> of the wait. And I love the waiting. I can look back now and I experienced so much. I went mm-hmm. places that I could have never gone and God built stuff in me. He built a security in me of him and him and me yeah. and not Jay and me, right. you know? And so, um, it's really cool to be able to have that time, but yet so worth the wait, um, in the end of, of having who I have and the family that I have, I would not change it for the world. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, thank you so much for doing this interview with me. So good. <laughs> I like, I like, I love this, the conversations on waiting. Like, I, it was something that I struggled with. And, like, I just know, like, every girl, like, struggles with this. And it's so hard. So I really believe the Lord is going to use this to help out a lot of young girls. And so thank you for doing this. You're welcome. Well, we'll talk to you later. All right. Thanks, baby. I don't really know. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Okay, so there you have it, you guys. Um, I don't know. If you're single and you're waiting for a future husband, I just hope that that was an encouragement for you. And, and just that hearing um, just from her perspective and her part of her story and um, just the godly wisdom that she was offering, I hope that that was um, able to encourage you to just continue to wait. Because like she said, like it is so worth it to do it um God's way you know to just wait and do it God's way um and let him you know write your story let him um take you through this journey of waiting and you know she was so blessed by um during that time of waiting you know through her 20s and everything she was like serving God and and just experiencing him in such a huge way that you know maybe um she might not while she's married so 
I, I just hope that you guys, you know, while you're single and waiting, just turn to Jesus and let him really comfort you and let him be your everything while you're waiting for your future husband. Because um, like Jesus, he totally wants all of you right now and, and he's going to work it. You know, he's going to be the one to do the work. You don't have to um, take things into your own hands. Like you, you just let him lead you and guide you during this season. And um, yeah, so um, thank you guys for just spending this time with us. I hope that you guys enjoyed it. And um, just remember to always, always, always be you.